Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, I don't know what's going on with my iPad, because for some reason this camera got me looking all blurry and just foggy and everything else. But you know what? I am not going to let it get the best of me. So, again, I want to thank you for joining me here for episode of Pressure Predictions Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my loyal listeners for joining in, tuning in, providing me with feedback as it relates to the show. I also want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, waking me up, giving me the activities of my limbs, because I am doing much better today. I haven't had my breakfast, so i got to hurry up and get to this so I go cook me something to eat. Now, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do the segment From the Pulpit to the Couch, where I do my best to provide biblical teachings. Now, you know I'm not a pastor. I don't claim to be. I'm not a Bible scholar when it comes to all of that, but I am a child of God. Now, with that, it has been placed on my heart with all that I've been seeing on television, on hearing on the news, seeing within my community, my family, all this stuff that is going on, and I'm looking at people just being tormented. Now, not only are individuals being tormented, there are individuals that are tormenting others. And it made me wonder, even as a therapist, I work with individuals from all walks of life, whether they are, I don't want to say good, bad, indifferent, or whether they're on probation, parole, children, family services, private clients, referred by insurance, whatever the case may be. I have the ability to work with a lot of individuals, including individuals that are first responders or in law enforcement. Don't discriminate when it comes to individuals wanting to be seen. But we start talking about being tormented, and sometimes it could be from within. Now, when I was looking up the definition, Tormented means to inflict with great pain, suffering, or anguish, to tease or pester in an annoying way. When I thought about teasing and pestering, I thought about my son. I'd be like, Lord, sometimes this thing may get on my last nerve. And I know that sometimes individuals be feeling some kind of way, and we teach in therapies, defense mechanism, communication styles and barriers, and all of this different stuff. But when you start talking about being tormented, and sometimes it can be self-inflicted where individuals can torment themselves, and it can lead to physical or mental pain, I wanted to know what does the Bible have to say or the Word of God when it talks about being tormented. And it said to inflict on a person something that is hard to bear. You know, we go to the altar on Sundays, we pray, we fast, we, we do all these things. We say, Lord, I know you're not going to give me no more than I can handle. But this is, I was even just talking to my uncle, and we got another death in the family where family member was murdered. And I'm like, something got to stop. And even in law enforcement, when I'm watching television and I'm seeing that individuals are getting football numbers or you take a life, you give it a life. They wasn't expecting that to be happening. I'm quite sure Trump didn't expect for his place to be, um, for people to come asking him some questions and look at his stuff either. But people are not playing anymore. We are doing our best. I mean, doing our best to do better, but there are some that are still 
trying to hurt others. So when we talk about what does it mean when a person is tormented, a person who agonized over something, or when you have a terrible decision to make that ends up hurting someone, are you doing this on purpose? Or are you doing it because you have no other choice? Like I said earlier about some individuals who torment themselves. Now, the opposite of torment is heaven, joy, paradise, and bliss. So if you want to join in on this show and you have something that you want to share, please give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I do not want to be sitting here just running my mouth. And I hope I put the right number out when I put the information out because I'm looking at my little type over my arthritis. I have put the wrong, I put 1916. That is not the number. So, again, I'm going to repeat it, 516-387-1914. And this is a learning process, and it's also a platform because you don't know who may be listening. You don't know who you may be helping. You don't even know who you may be connecting with because this show is broadcast in several different countries, several different languages, And I get feedback from individuals, and most of them I don't even know. Yes, some individuals have called in that I recognize their voice. I've been doing this for a while. looks like over six years. So I just want you to know that nothing is going to be done to where people can say, well, nobody listened to me. I had nobody to talk to. Because you did. All you do is pick up the phone and call 516-387. One nine one four, and if you have a topic that you want me to discuss, or you have a situation that you want to bring a sense of awareness to, or even if you have an event going on that you want to share, give me a call, inbox me, or let me know, and I don't mind helping and supporting other individuals that are on this journey and this quest to do better. Now, thus far. No one has called in, and I know my mouth and my throat is killing me. That's why I'm sounding real hoarse today, but that's okay. So hopefully if you can hear me, I mean that you can, you know, I'm trying to do my best to reach out to you. So let me look up, I'm going to look at some things in regards to getting information. And sometimes you look at Jeanette, well, where did you get that information from? The Internet could be a great source of information. Now, that doesn't mean you've got to believe everything that people put out there because you don't. They say, study to show yourself approved. And that is so true because your relationship with your higher power is just that your relationship with your higher power. Don't let anyone tell you who you are or who you should not be. Now, I thought about this, and I thought about the fact that when we talk about individuals that are going through some things, and what can I do? What can I say or put out there to try to make a difference? And even what is in the Bible. And sometimes I wait to the last minute to put the information out or to post the information. And like I said, it's not always on purpose. It's just that I'll be having a whole lot of other things going on. So let me grab my water because I'm about to get in my friend. And I had the nerve to say I didn't want no coffee, and yet now I want some coffee. So if you're listening, you can bring me 
Okay, so when we start talking about in regards to tormenting spirits from the Lord, what is this? When we talk about tormenting or being tormented, it can mean a, different, a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Now, I found an article, and it talks about in First Samuel chapter 19, 9, tormenting from the Lord and what is up with this. Now, it goes into, it says, a friend asked me a question about King Saul, having tormented spirits from the Lord. My first observation was that even the Lord's Holy Spirit at work convicting us in this concept can be tormenting spirits. And when our spirit is resistant to refining the work of the Holy Spirit, battling for authority in our soul, what is that about? When we are not inclined towards obedience, it can make it seem to be a quite miserable experience. So we shouldn't get so wrapped around the notion of God sending a demonic spirit or someone, although this has sovereign creator of all things, even the certainty under his authority, but the character of God would preclude that such conduct for a malignant purpose, and God is more likely to simply withdraw his hand of protection from someone who is disobedient and allow the torment of the evil's double-mindedness and deceitful heart. So I'm just reading this in regards to the way this person wrote this. And when he was talking about in that chapter of 1 Samuel 19.9, and it indicates that evil spirit was from the Lord, in that it, it was allowed by God to harass all. A lot of times I used to wonder, what would make a person do certain things? What type of individual would want to go and shoot up a school or harass the elderly or hurt their children or their spouse or someone they love? Now, many of you know that I do the 52-week daughters intervention program, and with that, it's the domestic violence. A lot of individuals have no idea what that means. What makes it domestic is the relationship. It could be sisters fighting, brothers fighting, parents fighting their adult children. A lot of times we always think just husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, but it goes deeper than that. Now, the abuse could be physical abuse, verbal abuse, financial abuse, sexual. It can have different types of abuse. But yet we see in the news, Men killing their wives, men killing their baby mothers, their girlfriends. I just woke up to Facebook and I saw where a mother of six was knifed down by her boyfriend or her, her baby daddy. Why would you kill a woman leaving six kids behind? And then he went and got high on heroin prior to turning himself in. He had to be going through something or be tormented by something and the article indicated that he thought she was cheating on him. Really? And then you go get high, and then you go turn yourself in, and now you just left this woman with six girls? Now, it looks like Lady T is logged on, and I want to make sure I'm talking to Michael every time. Good morning, Lady T. How are you doing? Good. How are you? It's kind of choppy. You know what? I Okay, you know what? I don't know if it's the phone or what's going on. It's crazy because every time we got something good to talk about, we always experience yeah. a type of 
physical difficulty. It, it never Yeah, pays. I can't. I can barely hear it. Really messed up. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. I don't know what to do because I'm on this phone, and I know that the Facebook, I'm also on Facebook Live, so I don't know when it's broadcast. If you're out there, if you're having difficulties hearing, I know my God brother is normally listening. I know your sister Joanne is normally listening. They normally would let me know something is um, going on with the sound and stuff like that. But if you can't hear me, let me see. I'll get something come to your mind when we talk about tormented spirits. Or just being... Um. Yeah, that's a um, that's actually a good topic because a lot of people right now, the things we're going through, the times we're in, is dealing with tormented spirits. I mean, um, a lot of people are, you know, threatening suicide and different things because they're just constantly tormenting and they're allowing the enemy to torment them, especially when they're alone and by themselves. It's just a nagging spirit that's constantly telling you, you know, the wrong thing, and you, you just have to be able to fight against it. I mean, there's families being destroyed. There's relationships being destroyed. I mean, marriages. I mean, I've been looking for homes, and almost um, every home we looked at, it's, it's, a, um, it's, it's a home is being sold because of a product of divorce, and there's small children and everything, and it's like, man, what is going on? The enemy is running rampant right now. Because we see a lot of things in the Bible that are starting to, you know, show. We're seeing signs of what's written in God's Word, you know, like war, rumors of war, pestilence, you know, um, diseases that can't be cured. We're seeing all this stuff, and, you know, the enemy's time is running out. So he has to do what he do best, and that's torment, steal, kill, destroy, and much of us as we can, and we just have to be careful because, and you know, we don't stay on point, and if we don't stay, you know, with our mind, if we don't keep our mind stayed on God, if we don't keep our mind stayed on Him, if we just stray a little bit, that's giving Him enough time to come and try to mess with our mind, and then we're just tormenting ourselves, just oh my God pulling out a hair and just doing crazy stuff we would normally do, saying things we wouldn't normally say. And, you know, it's a it's bad. But we got to be careful. Uh-huh. And, you know, Lady T, this is, like I said, it has just been on my, on my mind because I was just, like, looking at this stuff. And, you know, I, I got up this morning and I saw where uh, God had killed his, the mother of his I don't know if all the kids were kids, but here this mother is, is was murdered when she was stabbed to death by a man leaving a, leaving six daughters. It's like wow, you know you people that just inflicting pain, suffering, anguish on people, teasing, tormenting, annoying. You know whether it's physical or whether it's mental, going to other people. What is what does a person gain by doing that? We used to say they were gathering, they were evil, they were this, they were that. Now, if you're out there and you're doing that, it's time to stop. You know, when I was 
officers that was behind uh, George Floyd's uh, death and all that and how they getting sentenced and what's going on with the president, you are not getting away with these things. You cannot So, I mean, you know, we're seeing but it's just, it's, and I don't want to say it's scary, but you got individuals that, you know, you didn't even go to church yesterday without somebody coming in robbing the right. church on the kill. right. Okay. A lot of people think they hear spirit too. They 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 do things and don't remember because they said something told them to do it. And you know, Mm -hmm. in in a lot of cases, that's true because that's what the Mm -hmm. enemy does: whisper whisper in your ear. And God don't have to whisper. You can hear him plain as day, but that's what he do. And that's you know, because he's sneaky, he's cunning. So that's what he does. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful because people are committing acts that they would normally not do. You know, you see people mm-hmm. with good records, good people, you know, wholesome people that, you know, don't have a record, never done anything wrong in their life, and then just snapping and killing somebody. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's a trick of the enemy. You know, it kind of brought me, when you said that, I think about the spirit of alcoholism and how when individuals are under the influence of a controlled substance, how it alters the chemistry in their brains and their minds. And even with the incident that happened in L.A. with the nurse that was yeah. drunk or was of alcohol and killed those six people and I think injured eight, and all they showed was a, a car seat in the middle of the, the road part and the fire and I mean, and they said that she got into the argument with her boyfriend, started drinking, and now she just go that right there. That is yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Yes. And I know sometimes people may. There are some individuals that wish they could take that moment back. There are some that say that they've right. learned from the experience. You no, know, because like I said right. earlier, I work with individuals from all walks. And I have individuals that will come into my program because they were court ordered, and they learn something, and it teaches them that, you know, you can repent. You can be forgiven. You can work on you. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to be willing to forgive you, but when you hurt somebody's child or you bully someone and cause this emotional distress on you, yes, they have to be able to work through it in order to set themselves yeah. free. But my thing is, why would you even want to do that? I mean, and there are some people, Lady T, they enjoy torturing folks. They enjoy getting real out of it. Somebody tortured them. What the world is going on? A lot of times you want to blame everything on God. Where was God when my baby, this happened to my baby? Where was God? Now, when I was finding this, in the, in the, as I was looking up this information, and it said, if God does allow evil spirits to torment people today, he does so with the goal of our good and his glory. And in Romans 8.28, it says, and just as in the case of Job, Javon and I was watching a movie last night, and it had to do with Job. And I kept falling asleep. 
So I didn't watch the whole movie. I think it was called Heaven and Hell or something like that. But I kept falling asleep, waking up, falling asleep, waking up. And as I was watching the movie and what I was listening, paying attention to, this man, one of his sons was killed, another one was in a wheelchair. So everybody around him, something happened to. And I was like, you know, Joe went through a lot. And sometimes we think that we're being tested, like it's only a test. And when I was listening, and I'm going to rewatch that movie because I want to, I want to see what happened. Because even with the story of Job, they wanted him to curse God, deny God, and he didn't. But why do we have to endure so much pain, Lady T? When you think about that in regards to even with Romans 8.28, and it talks about Job, it says Satan and his minions can, can do only what God allows them to do. And in Job 1, chapter 1, verse 12, and chapter 2, 6, they never act independently on God's sovereign and perfect will and purpose. But if believers suspect that they are being tormented by demonic forces, the First response is to repent of any known sin. Then we should ask for wisdom to understand what we are to learn from this situation. Then we are to submit to whatever God has allowed in our lives, trusting that it is the will and the results in building up our faith and the glory of God. Lady T, what do you think about that? Did I lose your lady too? Okay. I guess I guess I'm gonna let you drive in, call drop, whatever the case may be. But in this article that I'm looking at, it talks about evil spirits are no match for the power of God. As Ephesians six chapter six, verses ten to twelve commands, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take the stand against the devil's skin. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the power of the dark of the world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. You know, let me see, I've heard that scripture over and over and over and over again. But mm-hmm. out there on the back. And we see these things happening, like you said, in our homes, in our marriages, in our relationships. It's bringing on a lot of doubt. And individuals are operating in fear, and God would not supposed to be afraid. Yeah, and you know, you know what's happening too. We're starting to see a lot of um, jealousy come to the forefront. Young ladies mm-hmm. killing other young ladies and young men over jealousy because they're jealous. And it's crazy. So we have to be very, very, very careful because our, you know, the enemy wants our young people too. And the young people, they're hearing these voices telling them to, to kill them. Like, you don't have to deal with that. You, you should do this. You should do that. You know, just like, you know, years ago, them teenagers coming from high school. And because the, the young, the teenage boy was dating another girl, the girlfriend, her friends hyped her up, little 17-year-olds. The fighter and hit the girl. The girl fell, hit her head on the curb, and died. You know, mm. and now yeah. the little girl, 
girl stuff is over because you're going to jail yeah. for the rest of that night. It's just, it's horrible. But you know, Lady T, I want to say this too. Mental health is real. Depression, yeah. anxiety, schizophrenia. Yeah. Now, with schizophrenia, individuals, the main criteria for the DSM-5 is visual audio hallucination. People hear what they hear, they see what they see. I tell them, resist, refuse, and be consistent. Rebuke them demons. Now, some individuals view schizophrenia as a spiritual disorder, and I'm not to talk about all of that because I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm a licensed therapist, and I have family members that deal with schizophrenia. And when you basically self-medicate, with drugs or alcohol and you already have a mental health issue, it complicates things even more. You know, I've worked with right. children at signs of schizophrenia. Now, the onset is not supposed to be to age 18, but they're finding now that individuals are being diagnosed with bipolar disorder as well as schizophrenia at an earlier age, and then we have individuals that disassociate meaning they can take on characters of other individuals. Now, what I want to say in regards to that, I'll never forget having a conversation with a young lady, and she grabbed the steering wheel of her brother as her brother was driving, and the father didn't know if she was trying to kill herself or kill the brother or, you know, why would she just grab the steering wheel? But she did that. And it was interesting because the lady was a straight-A student, no behavior problems, no nothing, but there was a family history of schizophrenia. And so it was so funny. It was funny, but it wasn't funny. The young lady one day had a conversation with me, and she, these voices was telling her to do things, negative things about herself, hate yourself, hurt yourself, do this, do that, da 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 da, da, da. One day this woman was like, I haven't heard no voices. I said, oh, okay. I said, what happened? She said, the voice woke me up, and I told the voice, leave me the hell alone. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Let me see. I laughed so hard because she had to let that voice know, you're not going to keep telling me these things. You're not going to keep right. making me believe these things. And see, now I'm dealing with that with one of my grandchildren, with my grandson. He don't want to sleep at night. He be what he call ear hustling, saying crazy things because you know. And I'll never forget. He told me he was only I think he was two, and um, he said to me, "Granny, you remember a little older, but I, I remember too." He said, "Granny, I know why I'm getting in trouble at school." I said, "Why?" He said, "Cause Trump make me do it." I said, "Lord Jesus, they go blame it on Trump." But who's to say he wasn't really believing that? With me sitting right. there watching CNN and watching TV and I'm watching all this and all this stuff going into his spirit, into his head, my grandson right. told me, you've been right. in trouble because it's awesome. So I cannot overlook things like that. So what I'm saying is when individuals are coming to you with these thoughts and ideas and you're seeing these we got to stop putting a Band-Aid on a wound, and we need to pay attention to what they're telling us. I have these conversations with my grandson, and I tell him, just rebuke it. Granny got you. 
you know, to let him know he's not alone with this. Because it is poisoning the minds of a lot of our young people. And like you said, with the jealousy. You got to be careful. You don't know if you're gonna have some woman thinking you took her man. I'll never forget when I was um I had this young lady when I was in middle school and high school. This girl couldn't stand me and I never knew why. I'm like, what did I ever do to her? My auntie called me one time, but she rest and stole Didi Brooks. Didi was like, Yeah, I almost got into a fight at work with this girl asked me my last name, and I told her, and she wanted to know if I was related to you, and I said you was my niece, and she said that, and I almost got to oh, like, you don't have to be fighting about me. I don't know. I thought, girl, I thought my mama had probably did something, and the woman was upset with me because of my mama. I did not know. Lady T, it was years later, years later, one of my friends, his father was murdered. I went to the funeral, and when I went to the funeral, I saw her. Now we are done. I said, Lord, I'm about to get into a fight at a funeral. Because <laughs> she was coming towards me. Mind you, I haven't seen this woman in years, years. She was walking towards me at the, the grave site. I didn't even know that the woman was related to the man's funeral I went to. I didn't know. She walked up to me, and she said, Jeanette, I owe you an apology. She said, I hated you all my life. I hated you. She, at one point, she would try to get other girls, thinking that they would go jump me, and i never forget my grandma told me that one mm-hmm. time. My grandma, my, my, my age, that's called my grandma. She saw some girls one day down the street. She said, what y'all doing over here? Oh, we came over here to jump Jeanette. She said, I don't think y'all want to do this because I always had good fighting skills, so it ain't going down like that because um, you hit me and it, it would have uh, – my, my, my um, god brother preached at my mother's funeral about one time where he hit me in the head with an onion or uh, an onion or something he hit me with. Girl, I grabbed the shotgun and pointed the gun at about to shoot him. So my thing is, if I wasn't going to fight, I'd shoot you in a heartbeat, especially when I was younger, because that was all I knew. But when she told me that she hated me all my life, all her life, I asked her, I looked her straight in the eye, because I had to make sure I was watching my surroundings. I said, what did I ever do to you? Lady T, that mm-hmm. woman told me, you took my boyfriend. I said, well, she said, you took the only man that I ever loved that was my boyfriend since I was six years old. I was trying to figure out who the hell you talking about. Girl, she said, my son, father, you could have had him. You could have. Girl, I wouldn't even been mad. I never knew. And the crazy part about it was when I met my son's father, there was another young lady that used to obsess over him, and she was friends with the woman. Why are you friends with somebody that you knew dated him, but you didn't know me, but you hated me and wanted to just destroy my life? So, Lady T, you're right. We need to be mindful of that because jealousy is Mm -hmm. a strong spirit, and envy is worse. It is, 
You know some things I... Yeah, you know some things I dealt with. Somebody trying to be all of me, changing hair, everything. And envy and jealousy, it is. You never know what they might do. You, you know, they, they try to uh, destroy your name by lying on you and everything. You, you just never know. You have to be careful. And then, you know, it's like, it's just crazy. It's like, you go somewhere, and now you have to you have to watch your surroundings. You have to look around. You have to make sure everything is clear. Nobody's following you. You know, it's just it, it's a different world we're living in. You know, you have it to is. be cautious it, it, all the time. Enemy, you know, he's the prince of the air, right? So he's mm-hmm. he's trying to wreak as much havoc as he can because his time's running out. We have to keep remembering that. I'm saying that again because people are just trying to blow it off and be like, man, whatever, the enemy ain't doing nothing. Enemy. No, don't don't underestimate it. That's the problem. A lot of us, you know, Christians, a lot of us saved people, we underestimate the enemy because we think we are above and we are but, you know, don't, don't get caught slipping. Don't get mm-hmm. caught slipping because, you know, he's tricky. He's cunning. He mm-hmm. can, he'll catch you. At your lowest moment, he'll seep through a door that you left cracked. Girl, you know that part so you right gotta, there. gotta be careful. That part right there. A lot of times, individuals don't realize when we're talking about these tormented spirits, these tormented minds. These individuals, we we looked at the Jezebel spirit. We you know we hear these things. And you gotta be connect be careful with who you connect yourself to. Because That's sometimes right. we will marry and date individuals and we just would say, Oh, they broke it. Oh, they had a child a bad childhood and now you getting abused, beat, I'm about to get killed. You No, mm-hmm. that sucker is tormented. He got some things going on with him or she got some things going on with her. That could be quite mm-hmm. dangerous. You know, we talk about sleeping with the enemy. You know, you got neighbors that will be trying to kill each other. Their neighbors they ain't even sleeping in the same house. So right. it, it is it is crazy. It is crazy. Now I'm looking at some information and it says what does the Bible say about mental torment? Because in order for that spirit to even seep inside of you, and you gotta be careful with spirits. I tell individuals, even when I get called as a therapist, I enjoy what I did. I did. However, what I don't care for is depression. Because I look at mm-hmm. depression as a spirit that can jump into me. You, It's draining. Yeah. It, it is so draining. Practically every day, yeah. let's see, I have to take a nap. I got to take a nap to replenish, refresh myself to get some of that stuff off of me because it's like mm-hmm. secondary trauma. Question, yes. I can't sit there and hear all day long how bad you feel, you want to kill yourself, life sucks, they just, how right. can I do that? That's not my personality. So I choose, if I hear it, I will refer out, I will give them the, the guidance that they need, the stuff that they, I just can't do it. And I'll tell them, and I'm very honest, that don't work for me because I can't right. carry that weight on me. I'm not the man from the green mile that's going to sit there and just blow all that stuff out. Mm-mm. That's just that's, that's too much. Now, 
Right. I'm not saying that it's not real because it is. But when it says, what does the Bible say about mental torment? Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and a petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So what's happening is individuals will take all that he did this, she did this, and they want to take it to the therapist. They want to take it to the pastor. They want to take it to the doctor. They sometimes want to take it to their parents. We can't do nothing about that. And we can't do nothing about it. I did a group last night, Lady T, and we were talking about feelings and emotions. You know, mm-hmm. you can be feeling this way, but now your emotional mm-hmm. state can change, and now you acting this stuff out. So when individuals start thinking, he don't want me no more, they would rather right. for you to be dead or in jail than to be with another mm-hmm. person. People That's will spray right. evilness on you, and then you start right. wondering, why is this stuff happening to me? Why is this? Sometimes you got to cut people out of your life for that spirit yes. and bond to be broken. For it to be broken. You know, I remember, like I said, in my last marriage, he was tormented. He was hurt. He was broken. I had to separate myself from that because it started attacking my finances. It started attacking the way I was feeling. I said, uh-uh, mm-mm. I can't be around that. And sometimes we will go in trying to help, but we hurt ourselves, which we talked about that a little bit last yesterday when I talked about unsafe to love, meaning that, yeah, your love can be unconditional. You can love people from a distance. You've got to be careful with some spirits, especially mm-hmm. when a person is poor. And you bringing that right. into your home, right. or you're talking about this my friend, oh. and you breaking bed with her, and you... And you're inviting her, you're telling her all your business, and then the next thing you know, she done beat you in the butt. You're tormented. Right. But you know, right. And you know that, you know why, you know, in the Bible when it, it tells us that God didn't give us the spirit of fear, that is so important because fear is a gateway to so many things. When you're afraid, mm-hmm. you'll do things that you wouldn't normally do. You'll, and then it leads to all these other things, like you were saying, it leads to depression, it leads to hurt, because you get desperate, and when you start fearing, and you get anxiety, and you're like, oh, I can't pay this bill, oh, I can't do this, oh, and you'd rather do something to somebody else or to yourself instead of facing the issue, and instead of casting the care on, all your cares on God, and you just want to sit there and let the fear set in, and that's the key. The only person we're supposed to fear is God. We're not supposed to fear anything. Don't let it set in because once you let it set in, it just causes all kinds of other problems. And these are things where mm-hmm. that's why he practices our cares on him because we're not, as Christians and as believers, we're not supposed to be depressed. We're not supposed to have anxiety. We're not supposed to deal with those things. And I know sometimes those things come upon us, but we need to learn how today you've got to get up off me. We need to learn how to pray it off and not let it linger and stay up on us any long periods of time. Because you know what? When we talk to other people, we transfer those things. And sometimes we deal with okay. people that are weaker than us. And the people, weak people can't handle that. 
So you can't talk to everybody because some people can't handle what you're going through, and they will carry that, and they'll be like, oh, my God, I can't do it. They told me this. So you have to be careful with that, too. And then you can't let everybody yeah. put everything on you. you got to stop and be like, wait a minute, uh-uh. I'm not, nope, I'm not doing this. So it's like this or it's like this. So you can't let people dump stuff in your spirit either, especially when you're already dealing with something or when you're in a weak yep. state. If you're sick in mm-hmm. bed and someone's dumping stuff on you, you need to be careful because you're in a weakened state. And there, that's a perfect opportunity for a door or a window to be open for the enemy to crawl through and just plant one there thing. You you're go. like, oh, I don't know. And so we got to be careful. You do. You do. Yeah, I'm looking so at something right now. It, it says connect us. It says seven strong spiritual warfare prayers for the mind. It said life can get tough, but you can, um, you know, have a breakthrough with prayer to strengthen your emotional and spiritual state against vulnerabilities and temptation. Here are seven strong spiritual warfare prayers for the mind. You can pray for protection of the mind, peace of mind. You can pray for a calm mind. When you are basically tormented, you want your mind to be calm. You can pray for a guarded mind. And that's what I do. I always pray my mind be guarded. Prayer for a pure mind and prayer for a fixed mind and prayer for a surrendered mind. Now, that is a lot, but sometimes, ladies, see, people don't even know where they are. They they really don't. They get so like, well, why this happened to me or why? We start going into the why and not looking at it as it's here. It's like you don't wait till the storm come and then say, well, you know what? I'm going to get ready for that storm. And, you know, when that storm gets here, no, no. <laughs> and I see that also a lot too, Lady T. And that's where, like you said, when you – it's okay to tell a friend or tell somebody, you know what, right now I can't handle this. So let me call you back or hold on, hold that thought for a minute. It doesn't mean that you don't care. It just means you no. can't add that on to what you already got going on right now. Right. Because you can't right. feel. Right. Because stress is a silent killer. So if you allow too many things to pile up on you, you, you may be stressing without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And Correct. that causes a no, lot no. of issues and problems in your body. It does. It does. And in relationships. Okay, we have a caller calling in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predictors, number in at 81. What would you like to add to the show as we're talking about tormented spirits? Come again? I said, what do you want to add to the show as we're talking about tormented spirits? Where some individuals have troubled minds, they can be tormented, they can feel like they are inflicting a great sense of pain and suffering and anguish onto others, or they can be doing it, inflicting it upon themselves, or people can be doing it to them. And we wonder, Lord, why are they doing it to me? What did I do? What did I, am I the cause of this? And we start talking about what does it mean when a person is tormented, Sometimes a person will agonize over something, you know, you've got to make a decision and you can wind up hurting someone. What makes people think that it's okay to do some of the things that they do it? Now, Liddell, I see you on here. I've been telling you to call Lena. And as we're talking about these tormented spirits and, you know, and um, I feel... the way we are 
a practicing Christian, Jehovah Witness, Buddhist, many individuals are being tormented, and we're seeing these things, and yet we don't know, and we're watching it. And sometimes we'll tell people, what well, I'm praying for you, or I want what's best for you. But it's getting to the point to where something definitely needs to be done. And I'm not saying that it's not, but so many individuals are conflicted and held bonded. Right. Now, Joe, what do you want to add to this show? And if anyone want to call in, you can give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I want to hear your thoughts. And if you're going through, sometimes just sharing it because people think that people don't care. You never know. You never know. Somebody may be going through what you're going through but may just be afraid to say something about it. And that's how you can experience a breakthrough. Now, the deal is it happens. When it happens to some people don't want to listen. You know the deal? That is true to a degree because some individuals don't know how to listen. We have active listening. We have reflective listening. We have paraphrasing. One of the things that I've learned is a lot of times people don't know what to say because if they tell you, oh, baby, it's going to be okay, don't worry about it, don't, that sounds so cliche. But if they are a true believer and they know that when you cast it on to God or you cast the tears on him, you know, we want a different outcome. Yeah, nobody want to feel no pain. That arthritis be kicking my butt sometimes. Some days are good, some days are bad. But then I just got to get to the point where I got to trust God. Lord, what's this going to be like when I get up out this morning? Am I going to be able to walk on my feet? Am I gonna, it made me remember when my mama said, the person that may be my daddy, his feet got amputated. I said, Lord, this is really what you go do to me? Uh-uh. So I wouldn't, sometimes it seems that way. I tell individuals, even as a therapist, a crisis for them is not a crisis for me. I hear them, but I also do my best to give them as much resources, and it's up to them to work through what they got to go through, okay? So, uh, Gilbert, what do you want to say in regards to being uh, having a tormented spirit? Um, I feel like some people do it for the attention that they don't get. Thinking they're gonna get attention from it. Okay. Okay. Now, to get attention by hurting someone, I've heard it been said that negative attention is still attention. And that's true. That's true. But to go out and just do some of the things that people are doing, like shooting up schools, shooting up malls, you know, we had years ago people putting um needles on the playground. Who in your right talking pills? It's like poison is really someone acting on folks. And, you know, and like um, Lady T was talking about with the jealousy and all of the stuff that people are going through. And I said, like I said, the opposite of torment is heaven, joy, paradise, and bliss. Give me some of that. I remember going to my father's funeral, and I reemphasized that I'll never forget when the pastor said, Jeanette, you have a joy that is unrecognizable. No, I ain't going to let nobody mess with my joy and my peace. I ain't got time for that. Tell <laughs> them in a heartbeat. Get that mess away from me. I don't have time for that. I'm not going to entertain it. I don't want to possess it. I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. 
So that's what I was about to tell you, Tammy. You was messing with my word. Nope. I got a bet. I'd be like, in a heartbeat, nope. People are like, nope. Now, I want to um, give you guys some scriptures. And it talks about even when you're tormented in a troubled mind. And in John 14, 24, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. So a lot of times in our carnal mind, we get things so confused. And we take scriptures and we try to make them fit our situation. And sometimes you got to just sit still. Just sit still. Now, also in John 14, 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Some individuals, Lady T, are struggling with that. What's your take on that when we're looking at these tormented spirits? You know, I, I went to Kaiser Saturday because I had to get some blood work done. This lady just knew I was because my thing is this. I had a doctor tell me a long time ago, most people don't die from illnesses. They die from complications from medication. And I ain't going to be your guinea pig. And I'm not going to let nothing get to me. And now you done made my situation worse because you done gave me this pill and the complicated all the other symptoms. So I've been obedient. I've been taking a little sip that they told me to take. So they wanted to do some blood work to check the inflammation in my body. Lady, two and Kaiser let me get my blood drawn. And this man gets on his phone and tells people, I got to cancel my appointment with you because I got COVID. I gave that man. Oh, wow. I, I was so mad. If you know you got COVID, why are you sitting in here amongst all these people in here? We got to get blood work done. Really? You know, and, and to me, that's, I got it, so I'm going to give it to you too. That's what people do. I'm suffering. I'm in pain, so I'm going to cause you some pain, too. When I'm looking uh-huh. at the blood drawn down, what did do here? But when I went in there and the lady was like, what are you doing, Ms. Abney? I said, I am highly upset. I'm upset with the fact that some individuals are very inconsiderate, and they had a man in there, that baby that was five days old, and the father had his below his nose where he could still breathe, not realizing you got people out there in that lobby that got COVID. And this is a newborn baby. Really? So I don't know whose background noise that is, but can you minimize your background noise? Just a minute. It's I got me. I'm on the radio. No, it's me. I'm at the. Remember I told you how to come to the doctor? It's the background. Gotcha. I gotta open the yeah. door. Let's give them some tips on what they can do if they are being tormented. Well, if if you are being tormented, then you you can um, go. You can pray, pray that torment off you. You can read your word. You can go ask someone to pray with you and for you. And but first, pray for yourself. It's okay. You not if you know how to pray, you pray for yourself. Pray your through it and out of it. And then you have to decide that I don't want to be tormented. You have to make up in your mind, this is not what I want. This is not what I'm going to do. This is not what I'm going to go through. So you have to make Mm -hmm. up in your mind that you don't want to be tormented. Because if Mm -hmm. you like the state you're in and want to stay in it and you just want to, you know, keep 
using it as an excuse to be the way you are, that's not good. So because there's ways to get around it. And if you're being tormented and even if you're depressed or something, find someone to talk to. Find someone to help Mm -hmm. you through it. If you can't get out of it yourself, Mm -hmm. if you don't think you're strong enough, find someone to help you. It's it's Mm -hmm. okay to ask for help. It's it's okay Mm because some people are afraid to ask for help. But it's okay to ask for help. That's why so many Mm -hmm. people are falling away because they're afraid to go to someone. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that. And, and then, of course, we we need to always go to God. You know, he has an answer for all things. And if you decide, Lord, I can't take this no more, please remove this from me. Take this from me. And if you really mean what you say from your heart and you want him to remove it, he will. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Lady T, and that part is true because a lot of times individuals have felt they've done things that were so wrong and they cause so much pain and infliction upon someone else, we don't realize that if we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, if we learn to repent, if we ask for deliverance, these things are possible. And you don't have to let nobody keep reminding you of the things that you've done. You really don't. And sometimes you hold on to these things. And when they say hurt people hurt other people, they do. Because they're going through and they feel like the whole world is against them, and they will take it out on other people. But you don't have to allow that to, to happen. And like you said, by prayer. you got to pray some of that stuff off of you. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that the pain is just going to You can build up a sense of resiliency, resiliency where you become a resilient, to where it don't even bother you no more. What's up, come my way? Mm-hmm. Like, you said, really. like you said before, like you said before, like like with my parents and stuff, my family, you're like, why do you even let it get to you? You should expect that from them already. Like, yeah. Like, can I let it bother you? You know? You, you would come to me, and I am a mother. You would come to me and be da 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 or somebody did, or like I said, it's, it's like the other day I was watching my nephew with a stick hitting the dog, just hitting the dog, dog just laying down, trying to get some peace, and just hitting the dog. So I took a picture, and I sent it to my son and my niece, and I was like, can you please tell him not to hit the dog with the stick because the dog will bite him, because the dog has been a person before, where the woman was calling herself going to break up a dog fight, and she went out there with a bat. My dog didn't know whether the bat was going to be for her or against her, but she was like, uh-uh, this woman got a bat. So I get that part. So when I sent the information to my niece, first thing she did was go in there, so-and-so, leave that effing dog alone. Really? You didn't tell the dog that your son there's a possibility that if you torment this dog, the dog may defend himself. You're not realizing that your son is being tormented by you and that he's taking it out on somebody else because he's afflicting this pain and suffering and anguish and he's annoying this dog and you don't understand why and your deliverance didn't help. I just said, Lord, you know what, I'll just deal with this when I, um, when I get there. And sit down and have a conversation with this little boy because he's going to do it again. Because he don't realize 
that what he's doing is inflicting pain onto other people. That's why there's certain parents that don't allow their kids to play with certain kids because they know that these kids are hurt and these kids are in pain and they will inflict that onto others. I didn't realize that until just now as I thought about that. I remember growing up in Compton. It was certain neighborhoods. My mother wouldn't even let us even know that that neighborhood even existed because she felt that these individuals may have been experiencing, going through. She didn't want it to happen to us. People were getting killed around them. Most of them on side streets. They were getting killed on those side streets. They were drugs. It was, it was just so much going on. People were tormented. Now, Gilbert, what do you want to let the listeners know? Because I've seen you, and it was good seeing you on Saturday. Even though I didn't get a chance to really talk to you, as you saw, I was doing a group. So you, you don't oh, look like this I know, right? <laughs> you know what? I'm Gilbert, looking at myself in the mirror right now. I just got a haircut yesterday. Uh huh. Yeah, and I don't know. My confidence is like, I don't know. I got a text message today, and someone, oh, her hair is pretty. But she got some braids in her hair. She said, how are you? Miss you. Do I have to get in trouble to come and see you? <laughs> I started <laughs> laughing. I said, I said, I am, I said, uh, no, you do not have to get in trouble to come see me. Because I have so many clients that be coming back. And they go pick up. I'm like, why are you going to get another case to come back and see me? You don't have to do that. Just give me a call or text me. You ain't got to go pick up a whole new case. So, yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert, what do you want, what do you want to leave the listeners with as we talk about tormented spirits? Because there were a lot of hurt individuals out there. And I like the information that um, Lady T shared because she's looking at it also from a spiritual you because being in the church and actually being in so what do you want to leave the listeners with man um i don't even know because like you could do all that tormenting like a lot of different ways like attention or you went through something the way you grew up like i don't i don't know just be patient with yourself like i don't know like our friend had just basically not, killed himself because he didn't get attention and he just kept blaming everyone. And I would just tell him, like, just chill out, you know? And then he told me, he's like, if you ever kill yourself, bro, just know, like, life's going to go on. They're not even going to miss you, you know? Like, it will. Like, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like, that's a tough one. That's true. You know, I had a person I don't even know what to say. Just hold on. They told me that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, meaning if I kill myself, that's permanent. What I'm going through, I'm just going through. And I'm looking at something again, and it's another Bible verse, and it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous hand. A lot of whether you go through a breakup in a relationship, whether you're going through a job process, I tell individuals, and um, maybe she was talking about jealousy. Girl, I, I used to say keep your friends close to your enemies closest, and I, I don't want to deal with no enemies. If you don't like me, I'm like Fantasia. If you don't want me, then I'll talk to me. Just leave me alone. But I went yeah, to being fired in one year to buy my own corporation. I didn't know what I was doing. 
know an LLC from an S Corp to a C Corp, and yet I've been a business owner for 16 years, retired at a very young age. So now I'm at a point to where I could do what I want when I want to do it because I ain't worried about no money. I ain't worried about where I I don't worry about some things anymore. I ain't worried about my health. So, because I know I'm going to be okay. So, the thing is, a lot of times, Gilbert, we want to take these things out on people. It's like if somebody pinched me, I'm going to pinch somebody else back. Or if someone has said something to me, i got to drop this negative spirit. No, no. It is not too late to turn it around. It is not too late to change that spirit into something positive. So, again, if you are out there and you know you mean nobody no good and you are out there to steal, steal, and destroy, knock it off the topic. Just stop it. And do something productive with your life and use these skills to build his kingdom and to help individuals. And that's why, Gilbert, as you know, I can relate to a lot of my clients. Nobody is perfect, but by that same token, you got to acknowledge where a person is. You may not understand everything, but by that exactly. you still offer a word of encouragement, an act of kindness, and go a much longer way, and they will remember that versus trying to inflict pain, suffering, anguish, teasing, pestering, or annoying somebody. But my favorite word is misunderstood. I said I always felt misunderstood for a long time until like I realized it doesn't they don't need to understand as long as you understand, you know? And just keep doing your thing. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to explain yourself to nobody, you know? Correct. Correct. That is true. Well again, I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Fresh Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And thanks for the compliment, Liddell. And I'm still waiting for you to join me on the show. So until next week, I don't know what I'm talking about, but we'll figure something out. So again, thank you for joining here. Thank you for joining me Talk Radio. Until next time, remember you got this. Be safe. Be aware. Be prayed up. And stay hydrated because it's hot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I want one more thing. One more thing. What's that? You got to believe it's already yours. That's the secret of manifestation. Mm-hmm. They say say it, claim it, believe it, and receive it. All right, Mr. Gilbert, mm-hmm. I will talk to you later. You take care. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye.